This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving! The show goes on! This is my home! They're gonna need a fucking wrecking ball to take me out of here! another episode of that's a wrap podcast i'm your co-host jay rosales and if you can sound or hear the 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 extra pep in my step it's because kyle lowry is still a raptor gentlemen how are we doing today uh better than terrence davis how are you jay jason (laughs) (laughs) let's just say there was zero work done today for anybody that was working or at their day jobs or anything like that it was must have been hard for raptor fans it was hard to get off twitter keep on refreshing because today was uh thursday uh, march 25th which was trade deadline day exactly at 3 p.m eastern time but before we get into all that everybody welcome to that's a rap podcast a podcast by raptors fans for raptors fans again you can find us on twitter at that's a rap pod uh you can find this podcast in all your podcatchers google stitcher Podbean, Spotify, uh, Apple, you know, all of that. And I'm glad you can join us because now we have so much to talk about. And again, that's just as Jay said, there's a little bit of pep in our step because I think all three of us had the consensus of us. We don't want Larry to go and, you know, he stay, but someone did go. Uh, Jay, do you think we can kind of talk about the, I guess, the one trade that actually happened for the Toronto Raptors? Yeah, the one big one on on everyone's minds is the departure of Norman Powell. He spent six seasons with the Raptors. His entire NBA career has been with the Raptors. Lots of memorable moments. I'm seeing the the steal and dunk in Game Five against the Pacers just on everyone's timeline. Yeah. 
And it, it's really bittersweet, you know. It, it, he, after the game yesterday against the Denver Nuggets, a game that the Raptors handily won from start to finish, ending a nine-game nine game losing streak, Norman Powell was in his press conference and dealing with the questions that you would deal with when you are at the center of trade talks. And it was, he was in a very reflective mode and, and saying some words that carry more meaning today when he was saying things like, you know, Toronto's my home and this Mm -hmm. is where I've kind of planted my roots. And, you know, this is where I want to continue playing. And yet here we are, he's been traded to the Portland trail blazers for Gary Trent jr. And Rodney hood, I will probably dive into this a bit, but I uh, just want to kind of get your reaction to this, Dre. What did you think? Uh, unfortunately, it's the lesser of two evils, but at the same time, it's like that's Storm and Norman. Like, obviously, he he was gonna go eventually because he's such an asset, and he already is uh, proving to be such a, a player of value to the league, and. So many teams t- took note of that. And I'll never forget how important he was to the Milwaukee series, our championship run. And it's sad. It's sad. But I can't wait to see mm-hmm. him flourish on, on another team. He's not going to necessarily be the focal point of Portland. They have McCollum. They have Mello, you know, in his veteran years. But they also have Damon Lillard. Like, he's not going to be like shining necessarily in that regard, but I can't wait to see what he can offer that team, especially because they're doing so well. So I'm happy to see what comes of this. Yeah. I mean, uh, last game uh, against the Denver Nuggets, like you said, Jay, uh, Kayla Gray was the one who interviewed Norm at the end of the game. And, you know, she, she asked the hard questions like, you know, what is it? What is it like when you're playing this game, knowing that the future you know, you don't really know what's going to happen. And of course, you know, Norm is saying that he, he, he understands that this is a business, but you know, even in his press conference, he wanted to stay with Toronto. He want he gave his entire career here and he gave everything he had. And we saw that and we saw him grow. Uh, so it is definitely, definitely sad to think that someone like Norm Powell is no longer on this team. But if you think about, if you break down the, the reasoning behind it norm kind of played out of his contract not in a bad way because we all know that he was going he had a player option next year for 11 million we all knew he wasn't going to opt into that contract he was going to demand something like in the at minimum 17 million 18 million dollar range does that bode well with the raptors you know, we were all kind of, I don't know. I'm not really too sure. Um, but I, I think for all of us, we we knew where this was going. And to have someone like, if we break down the trade, we got Gary Trenton Jr., uh, who was a 22-year-old shooting guard, who's basically Norman Powell, but a little bit bigger and on a much better deal. And also Rodney Hood, who we don't really know if he's actually going to stay with the Raptors. Now, the the shining, like the, the crown jewel of this trade is Gary Trent Jr. So, Jay, I was wondering if you can kind of break down what he brings to the team for anybody who doesn't really know. Because Portland, again, he, he's on the West Coast. Uh, he plays on the West Coast. We don't really watch too many games, but I've heard 
about his play in the bubble that kind of shown a lot of uh, attraction to him. He's a hell of a lot more promising than Baines. <clears throat> anyway, sorry. Yes, Jay, continue. <laughs> oh, that was a very subtle there, Trey. I love that. Right, right. Gary Trent Jr., in a nutshell, is younger, cheaper, Norman Powell with better defense. And that is a great asset to pick up. Um, the the sense of, I guess, I, I, I don't know if, I, if you can correct me if I'm wrong here, Dre, but I, I sense a little bit of disappointment or, or sadness when you were talking about the trade, um, probably more so because it's the loss of Norm. But I also think that it's a little representative of the initial reaction that I had, which was, oh, okay, well, there was almost zero rumors about what Norm could get. We all knew that Norm was on the trading block, but mm-hmm. it was hard to, to say what kind of offer they would get. We knew that a lot of teams were interested. And I think, I don't know about you guys, but I, I was assuming that a center would be coming back because that is the right. big gaping hole that the Raptors have. Or but, a pick. Or a pick. Which we got well, actually, the, the, the picks actually was uh, was an interesting one. Um, Louis, uh, Louis, uh, sorry, Louis Zatzman of, of Raptors Republic pointed out that the fact that picks weren't involved is probably an indicator that the Raptors are not rebuilding and that they probably are keeping Lowry. So he was right on that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and the more I thought about it with Gary Trent, I do like this a lot because, again, as you are already pointing out, Jason, he's Norman Powell's going to be expensive and... I think 17, 18 million is conservative. I think he's probably going to command something upwards of 20 or more. But having said that, the Raptors simply don't have that kind of money to offer to both Norm and Kyle, especially if they want to try to shore up that center position. So uh, I think it ended up being a a good decision in terms of, okay, well, Kyle Lowry staying. So we have a little bit more money to throw in his direction to keep him. Uh, There is the younger Gary Trent and, uh, yeah, I'll be honest. I haven't really cared too much for analyzing Rodney Hood's fit into this. If he if he ends up playing a few minutes, that's great. He's got a little bit of that veteran presence. He has finals experience, so he has that. Um, but, you know, he's he's just another body in this deal. He may get waived. He may not get any more playing time. He's definitely not going to be on this team next year. I'd be surprised if he would. But Gary mm-hmm. Trent is, is the jewel here. Um, so, yeah, and... I guess one final point I'll make on, on Gary Trent, actually I had a couple more, sorry, <laughs> is that he is going to be significantly cheaper, right? I mean, if you can think about yeah. how much he will command, it's it's basically what did Norm get in his previous deal? It was something yeah. to the effect of like $11 million a year. That's what Gary Trent's going to give you. He will take that that contract. And so I think it worked out from a contract standpoint as well in terms of filling in his role. He will... He is a very good shooter. He's a 40% three-point shooter. So, you know, he kind of checks all the boxes. I think the only thing that you're really missing from Gary Trent is that he doesn't have that driving ability or the ability to kind of take over that Norm was able to do when there are those scoring droughts. But someone coming in off the bench and and hitting a few threes and being able to have some offense, uh, you know, for himself, uh, that's a good sign. Uh, for the Raptors. I, I will save the rest of my Gary Trent stats for, for after you guys, actually. I, I've mm-hmm. spoken too much here. So G- Gary Trent Jr., of course, a son of Gary Trent Sr., who actually played uh, 13 games for the Toronto Raptors in 97-98. Uh, and now 22 years later, or 23 years later, Gary Trent has also uh, been traded from Portland to Toronto. So it's it's, it's amazing. Quite, it's it's quite yeah, that, cool. That was that's, actually that story the, is crazy. Yeah, it's it's identical. They both played 
three seasons in Portland. Like they both got drafted into Portland, played two seasons, and then in the third season left for Toronto in exactly the 41st game of their careers. It's insane. That's, uh, so, that's crazy. Yeah, sorry, for thir- 41st game of their third season. It's, it's just an insane Let, Let's hope stat. that he plays a little bit more than 13 games. Let's that's definitely that the hope. And and Masai, yeah. has, and Masai and, the, and the rest of the front office do see him as a part of this core now. So, you know, whenever we talked about the core being Fred, Pascal, and OG, you can include Gary Trent in that now. Um, he's he fits in there. We never really said Norm, and and Kyle was always a, a mystery of whether he'll be here beyond uh, next season. But yeah, Gary is now part of that core, and that's exciting. Well, I mean, you're bringing up this coincidence with the uh, you know the Gary Trent's, I guess. Um, if only the same could happen with uh, you know Del Curry and his son, but I, I guess not. So um... <laughs> there's still time, Dre. There's still time. Yeah, yeah, there's still time. And I, I'm, spe- I'm speaking specifically of Wardell Jr., which is which is yeah, uh, Steph Curry. Wardell. But hey, if we could get if we could get Seth, that's not too bad either. Uh, but um, yeah, I was puzzled at first because on one hand, Gary Trent Jr. is like a pal, except younger, which is great, and and you know you can save a bit of bucks here and there and get an extra player out of him, uh, which uh, like you, Jay, I don't have much to comment on right now. But I, on the other hand, yeah, it's that question about like the center. What does that mean? But we also have a couple of picks. So I feel like, you know, we're going to go into those in a second, I'm sure. But I feel like we don't have a center that since Davis is gone, there's a new redacted. So whenever I say redacted, I'm, I'm referring to Baines. Um, so we still have Aaron Baines. We still have redacted. So what does that mean? Perhaps something of interest before the buyout, April 9th. So I don't know. Potentially, yeah. maybe that's the course that that Masai was going. Instead of breaking up the team, because, you know, that was a very valid point that there is no, uh, you know, breaking up the team here, no blowing it up, no rebuild mode. Um they're going to go the buyout route instead with uh, Lowry still here, the general. He's still there. Pascal is still here. Uh, the big loss we had is Powell, obviously. But with a couple of other trades that we had and, you know, these picks, but the lack of a center being replaced because technically we got Norman Powell's spot twice with what we got from Portland. So, hmm. And that's not fixing our biggest issues, not as a team. It's fixing some contractual issues, some some monetary ones, but not what we are experiencing as a team, especially on defense. It's not solving the center position. So perhaps we still have Drummond on the market. We still have... Um... Oh, don't say that name again. Please <laughs> Why? Don't. Oh, we, we've... Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure Jason... I think it was Jason that brought it up previously, how like he, he somehow manages to give you a double double every night but like provide nothing of value in terms of a win but, but yeah i'm not, I'm not point, a fan of that at this point i'll take a, a tree over baines i'll take anybody over baines we need we need we need like a center a center do we really though like i i, I really really hope that we can somehow share all of the things that you would do then have baines as our center but do we really need one because uh og Guarding Jokic in that last game was pretty damn good, and the ability well, to do this—he's this... also been injured, so we haven't had a good read on that. Front. Exactly. That's true. Yeah, yeah. No, you're 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 kind of already making the point here for me, right? It's it's just that 
once these guys are healthy, and we've seen it, right? They were 15 and nine after that two and eight start when most people healthy and then COVID hit, right? So mm-hmm. I think that as these guys return from their their various illnesses that, uh, you know, this they're they're happy with the small ball lineup, right? So I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I That's where I'm leaning right now. So I'm going to sum up the, the, the norm trade here because I think that what norm brought us was great scoring ability, great three-point shooting, great slasher. All in all, he kind of put up a lot of numbers that didn't ultimately lead to uh, the Ws. And so in order to get back something like a Gary Trent, who was still you know, on his rookie contract, is, is quite... It's interesting. Yes, I, I know there there could have been picks involved that would have been great, but I think this was just a, a business savvy move, knowing that Norm was going to, uh, you know, deservedly so ask for the eighteen to twenty million dollars. We just couldn't do that as a business standpoint, so we had to choose either try to keep Norm or try to keep Lowry. And in this case, we'll talk about Lowry soon. But Norm, you've always told us to understand the grind. And we now know what UTG means, and we will forever understand that you'll forever be a Raptor. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Now, there wasn't just Norm that happened through this day of trades. You got other, uh, you know, acquisitions, trades, if you will, with um, two bench players for the Raptors. Both Matt Thomas and Terrence Davis were shipped off for second-round picks, future second-round picks, and correct me if I'm wrong, I'm not too sure. I couldn't see what this future is. It couldn't be next year or the year after or something like that. Um, but I, I I couldn't see which where the second round picks are. Regardless, they are second round picks. Matt Thomas is going to the Jazz and Terrence Davis is going to Sacramento Kings. So the reason why I bring this up is because when this happened, Woj threw out these bombs really close to the deadline. I want to say like Terrence Davis was like, you know, 256. Matt Town was like 250 or something like that. When you open up roster spots, you know, you can feel that something else is coming, like a bigger trade. That's why I thought that the impending tweet of Lowry going somewhere, either Miami, Philly, Lakers, or Clippers, was coming. The fact that, you know, these roster stops were opening up, but nothing happened. So mm-hmm. to your point, Dre, now that we have opening spots, these this bio market is kind of interesting. What do you guys think? Uh, well, just one bit of clarification here. So the the second round pick from the Jazz, actually, I'll just clump them together. The two second round picks are for this year. Uh, okay. One is via the Warriors, and one is via the Memphis Grizzlies. So okay. those two teams figure to be somewhere in the middle of the pack. So we're looking at something in the range of like number. four. 45 number 50 around there mm-hmm. uh, in the second round and second round picks have really grown in value over the years because uh, those ones have a much lower pay scale like your uh, rookie contract than the, the first rounders so mm-hmm. hey, yeah Jay, there's, you know there's value a second round pick oh please tell me norman powell number 46 <laughs> via milwaukee bucks that's appropriate you never know man you never know, and it, it these were were picks that I was. I'm just like you, Jason. I thought, okay, this is something much bigger is going to happen, and and the again, the timing of it was like, okay, there is like five minutes left in the trade deadline. Yeah. What is sweating. the bigger thing? I was, I was uh, yeah. I, I tweeted out this. This silence is deafening because yes, yeah. I just was staring at my phone waiting for a, a notification, uh, but uh, it's it's interesting also where these two individuals ended up. 
And, and that's because, well, for Matt Thomas, he is obviously a three-point specialist and nothing else. He also joins the Utah Jazz, which is a historically good three-point shooting team. So the rich just kind of got a bit richer here. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just funny because that's all he's going to be asked to do, and that's all they do anyway. So good spot for him. So I feel like the Raptors did good by him in terms of, okay, we, we're sorry we, we couldn't, you couldn't carve out a role here, but we did good by you by you know, making sure you're on a title contender. Let's face it, right? Yep. They're the number one team in the NBA, right? They're and most slept on too. Exactly. And then even take a step back, Norman Powell even ends up in a much better situation. The the, the Blazers are in the top four, are they not? So yep. uh, we're doing good by these Raptors. And on the opposite end, we did horrible <laughs> for Terrence Davis. And I love that they sent him off to Sacramento. <laughs> So, and I, it it does feel weird to say his name now because I have been saying redacted for quite a while and, you know, good riddance. Um, That's, that's all the analysis you'll get from me for Davis. And I probably will never say his name again. Antonio Davis. There you go. Let's go Antonio Davis. (laughs) That's the only Davis Raptor I know. (laughs) Before we get into the Lowry news, uh, I want to throw out some buyout names. Just in case, just in case anything happens, except for one apparently. Well, well, yeah. <laughs> so Watch, they're going to sign up and be like, "Guys, Drummond is great. I love him. I, I don't know what you're talking about." Well, we Andre have to pretend Drummond... about Baines too, so I mean, you know, it's just natural. <laughs> yeah. So Andre Drummond is definitely being bought out by the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers. We don't know where he's going to go. Uh, per Jay Rosales on Twitter, uh, please know. Lamarcus Aldridge is also going to be bought up by the Spurs. Another center. And another no. <laughs> the only two teams so far that are in the race to land Lamarcus Aldridge is are the Heat and, you know, his old team, Portland Trailblazers. Other notable um buyout you got uh apparently, apparently Kelly Olinick. Apparently. No. Uh a, a, and also apparently Hassan Whiteside. Oh, uh, so if you, these are just like the centers and power forwards, there are a couple other names as well. But if you're looking at something like we have to go for a center again, Raptor fans, two empty, uh, two open roster spots for the Raptors doesn't mean that we're going to go to our NBA G League for the 905. Perhaps doesn't mean we're going to do the bio market. Perhaps it all depends. It all all depends on what we're going to do. So Lowry. Mm-hmm. Oh wait, the sorry. Whole... I thought we were going to do bio guys. Let me throw out one, two more names. Oh for you yeah, guys. sorry. I, I apologize. Go for it. Look out for Gorgi Dang, uh, Gorgi Dang. Oh my gosh, I'm, I better get his name D- right if he ends up on the Raptors. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know if he's been bought out yet, but he he didn't get traded. I he is a very serviceable center who can knock down the open shot and can rebound and can block. So mm-hmm. I would look out for him. And uh, tell me if you guys know this guy. I don't know if you know his name. He has not played a single minute this season. His name is Rondé Hollis Jefferson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Chap, hustle man, chap is still a, a, a free agent. The only He's thing that'll bother me is that if we bring him back and we start playing a hell of a lot better, once you know he he starts playing over Baines or something, I'm gonna be like. Man, why the hell did we lose him in the first place? That's the only thing. But <laughs> yeah. I, I'm happy to take that type of that type of response. Let's bring him back. That, yeah. He would be he would be fantastic coming off the bench. And we've Raptors. been saying that all season, right? It's just crazy. we have we definitely. Have. And also, I'm going to throw another name here for a good riddance. Um, 
part portion of this episode is the thunder the okc thunder is officially waving mayor myers lettered good riddance oh, good riddance on that part so you know he's also on the i guess the free agent biomarket but let's be real i don't know if anybody wants him right now okay um shall we shall we go for it boys shall let's we talk it. about it let's do it okay per adrian wojanowski uh i'm gonna quote him in the end Masai Jerry didn't find a package that compelled him to trade Kyle Lowry. And Lowry had always been fine with completing the season with the Raptors. So let's just tell ESPN. Now, Lowry can head to free agency in the summer. Raptors are keeping Kyle Lowry. So the consensus was, I mean, at the end of the game, we everybody saw it. Everyone saw Lowry going into the tunnel, giving the peace signs, look, looking kind of sad. You know, maybe in his own grumpy way, but like Kia Nurse was even saying this could possibly be the last time you see Kyle Lowry in a, in a Raptors uniform. And it was like, I, I felt like it was uh, the yesterday's game at the end was like, this was the farewell. It just felt like it. It felt real. Like in the post game interview, he had like Kyle Lowry had like a 30 minute post game interview talking about his career, talking about what he wants. He got interrupted by Drake. During his post game interview, Drake never it was, knows it his was, place. Like, <laughs> <laughs> apparently, he was his interpreter. Um, <laughs> but basically, everyone just felt like this was it. This was it for Kyle Lowry, and you know, so much so that Adrian Wojnarowski and Shams are like, "This is yeah, this is it. This is how what's going to happen." But however, Masai just didn't budge. Daryl Morey, um, Pat Riley, uh, even Rob Palenka, they all gave it gave messiah package that he didn't want and i don't see a problem with that to be honest why trade kyle lowry if the trade for trade's sake you have to kind of treat kyle lowry as not just a player but he is an icon for the raptors he is the franchise player the greatest of all time so if he does not become a raptor next season okay you have to kind of give him his own terms he shouldn't be a, not a raptor anymore because of a trade and so when he, when the time passed when the deadline passed i think there was a huge sigh of relief of course there is that side of raptors twitter who said this is a bad choice for the raptors which you know who knows maybe they're right but at this moment kyle lowry is still a raptor and i feel good about it what about you guys yeah i mean when a lot of people ask you know, why is he going to be in, in the Basketball Hall of Fame? That doesn't make any sense. He's the kind of player where he's on a smaller market. He's, you know, not playing for, like, the Lakers or anything. He does a lot of things a lot of players don't really value as much. Like, he takes pride in his ability to draw charges. Like, predominantly making that one of his focal points. I don't, mm -hmm. I can't think of many players who do that outside of, like, maybe Marcus Smart or whatever, but like Lowry's like the goat at it currently. Um, you know, he doesn't like average like 30 points a game type thing, but at the same time, it's, it's, he's the kind of player where when you're okay, when you're told that Carmelo Anthony is like just shy of the top 10 of points of all time, you're like, Oh yeah, he's been around for a while. He was like one of the best of his draft class. who wasn't named LeBron. Uh, you know, he's like the, the the leading figure of his team. He was, I believe, a scoring champion, if I'm not mistaken. Um, very offensive. When you're told that Lowry's in the top 20 for three points, 
for some reason, even though he hits them so often, you're like, or I'm like, holy crap, really? He's the kind of player who's so fundamental, so bare basics, so, like, just primal in the way that he plays and not flashy that you just forget how much he brings to a team and he does it all the time what you don't forget is his leadership which you know if you were told about his assist you'd be like yeah of course he's uh he's a he's a strategist right you know his the, his ability to draw charges you know his impact on how other players are interpreting the game at every time Whenever he's on the floor, there's a big difference. And I know there's that stat, oh, we were winning this many games this season without Lowry. But I, I don't put much stock into that. I'm not going to say that Lowry's the reason why we are losing. I think that's ridiculous. Even when the guy scored zero in the first game of our championship run against the Magic, who uh, I, I guess uh, got a zero for their, their decisions today. But, hey, I digress. He was still plus in the plus-minus column. What he can bring isn't just calculable by stats, but even then he still gets mm-hmm. stats, which is crazy. And he's the kind of player where you just don't understand how great he is until you have him. And I feel like maybe that's why on the Rockets or the Grizzlies, he wasn't maybe given the fairest shake or the longest time, because I feel like maybe if they if they held on to him, the guy's 35. Which another thing we forgot. Happy birthday, Kyle Lowry. Today's your birthday. Yep, so that's true. Um, he's 35 now. And I'd argue he's like either only getting better in some spots or he's just as good in some spots. I don't think he has slowed down at all, to be honest. I'm not gonna say this is his prime, but he is so valuable still. I feel like if we had a better record, that he would have been an all-star yet again. Um you know, don't be surprised if, you know, his name gets mentioned like towards the end of the year in like some, you know, talks, you know, whether it's off season stuff, like where's he going to go or whatever, but he's still heavily regarded as a player by those who know what they're talking yeah. about. And 100%. I just think, you know, I'll, I'll wrap it up, but I just think Lowry is just, he's priceless in what he can bring. Number one for the Raptors franchise history in three point field goals. Field goals attempted, in assist, in steals, in triple doubles. Like, the fact that, Dre, you mentioned that he doesn't put up stats, it's true. It's everything that he does on and off the court that you don't really count, you, you per se. However, he is still number one in all these categories for the Raptors. So he does put up stats. That's the thing, he does age, still, yeah. Yeah. At this age, he does make a difference uh, stat-wise. Uh, playmaking wise, leadership wise, the only thing that I can see that it's the difference maker uh, between the two fan bases, you know, Lowry stay or Lowry should go, is the fact that you can't have somebody like Lowry's caliber uh, to walk away because us, you know, we have to remember Kawhi Leonard left, Danny Green didn't get anything, Serge Ibaka, Marcus Saul, same thing. You can't let it happen with Kyle Lowry. So I understand when it comes to, you know, that we should get something for him. So it, I can now at all kind of depends on what he wants to do uh, in the in the offseason. But again, I just feel like for Kyle Lowry, you got you can't treat him like a regular player. He is the icon. So if he is going to leave, it has to be is on his own terms. Jay, yeah. what about you? No, yeah, I, I 
agree with everything you guys said. And I think that, you know, when, when it, Masai Ujiri said it himself after the trade deadline is that we were, we are extremely biased and you should be when there's someone with that additional burden um, hanging on onto his performance day in and day out. Right. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm not going to add any more stats to the numbers you guys have given up because it, it, that's just really like the cherry on top in terms of what he provides this team and this franchise. I will say this though, you know, with, with the possibility of him being traded, this has been a really good last two weeks in terms of reminding ourselves of everything that he's given this franchise. Um, if you haven't already, the the Kyle Lowry over everything bracket mm-hmm. that Sully and I put together, it wrapped up today with a champion being crowned. But I think it's indicative that the final four had everything to do with the finals because his imprints mm-hmm. were all over that. Um, I urge you to check out the bracket because there are, there are items in there that I forgot about. There are items in there that'll bring a smile to your face. There are just so many things that he brought. And there are also moments and highlights and plays and games that didn't even make the list that you're probably thinking of that you wish did. But at the end of the day, he has put so much everything really into this franchise and we have profited more than just getting a title right now we have you know a uh, a face of not just the 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 franchise but a face for toronto sports and canadian sports so he's representative of that i'm happy he's sticking around and you know you know a small little nugget from all this is that because there's more offer uh, sorry more money that the raptors can offer him they can just sign him in the off season, like, but with all these other fan fan bases talking about, well, okay, fine, you you you're lost. You're just going to lose him for free this summer. Yeah, good luck trying to pry him away from Masai. One hundred percent. So let let's see. Uh, uh, this conversation of Kyle Lowry is he going to stay a Raptor for the remaining of his career? TBD. But for now, he's still on the Raptors and he is still the Groat. All right, so. Let's put a hold on this. The Raptors are going to uh, play again uh, on, I guess, tomorrow on the 26th against the Suns. On Sunday against oh the Trailblazers. Oh, boy. Norm Powell. Return of Norm Powell. I feel like that uh, was calculated. Then... Come on. <laughs> right? Masai wasn't and caring then... about where he went outside of who do we face next. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And Portland, and then... Portland is currently playing Miami, so Gary uh-huh. Trent is in Miami. Ooh. He doesn't even need to leave the state. Just... Drive over to Tampa. <laughs> See you there. Stay, stay there. Just, just stay there. Just stay there. And then the Pistons and the Thunder to round up the week. So, Raptors fans, again, you still, we still got a chance to go into the playoffs, especially with Kyle Lowry on your team. But let's take a little bit of a break. We'll come back and we'll come back and talk about the other notable trades. Basically, the Orlando Magic yard sale. All right, talk to you guys soon.
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Can I get whatever was in that commercial for Shaq? We'll give away Shaq. Like, please, let's do it. <laughs> penny Hardaway for a penny. Here you go. <laughs> Man, I, I the, the fact that our led... Okay, well, before we do that, welcome back to That's a Wrap, a podcast for Raptors fans by Raptors fans. Uh, in the beginning of this episode, we talked about the Norman Powell trade, uh, UTG all the way. Uh, the Matt Thomas for Jazz future second round pick and the Terrence Davis uh, for Sacramento future second round pick as well as the Lowry stay for now. Now let's talk about the other trades during this trade deadline on the 25th at 3 p.m. It was the trade deadline and a lot happened outside of the Raptors. I know the Raptors were kind of the forefront of everything else, but, you know, the Lowry, Lowry which was the biggest name, stayed put. Who did it, though? Gordon, or let's let's talk about the Orlando Magic for one, okay? They basically had a yard sale going on. Aaron Gordon is going to the Nuggets. Wow. Uh, they, Magic is receiving Gary Harris, a RJ Hampton and a first-round draft pick. Um, Evan Fournier is heading to Boston. Do not do Google not. Fournier. Don't. Please, <laughs> no matter what Fournier says, just don't do it. Uh, for a pair of second-round draft picks. And... The Bulls are gaining Nikola Vucevic, which is crazy because Vucevic is still really good. Uh, the Bulls are getting Vucevic and Alfaro Camino for Wendell Carter Jr. and two first round selections. I don't know about you guys, but they basically gave the keys to Terrence Ross. Like th- this is who, by the way, is the oldest player on that roster now, which is that is mind boggling. That is crazy. He is now the oldest player on that. He tweeted that out, actually. I didn't even dig that up. <laughs> That's so He's like, weird. I can't believe I'm the oldest guy now on this roster. Jesus. That's incredible. So basically, it's Terrence Ross and uh, Markel Fultz. That's where the uh, Orlando Magic is. Like, Jeff Weltman, who was a ex, I think, assistant GM for the Raptors under Messiah yeah. Jerry during his tenure here. Yep. He is the one who is manning the Orlando Magic. And since then, he they haven't been very good. So the fact that they... 
they they got a trade for Vooch, for Gordon, for Fournier. I feel like every all of them were gonna on their way out anyways. But I mean, they didn't really get too much back. Uh, is it just me? I mean, Gary Harris is a great player. Uh, everything else was kind of you know the future for the for the. I, I guess one one mm-hmm. one of the one of the trades I'm going to point out here is the one with Boston. So first of all, congratulations yeah. Boston for finally pulling through on a trade. Tice got waived or something, right? Didn't Tice got traded? Yeah, that's true. Tice got traded to to Chicago. So see, they figured out their center problems that we didn't. So there you go. Well, so although Tice always plays well against us, though I don't know why. Yeah. Well, especially when we have Baines. I mean, I will say this: I did have my eye on Mo Wagner from the Wizards. So the fact that the Celtics got him is kind of sucks because I, I saw him as one of those like hidden gems. But anyways, back to Evan Fournier, actually. So Boston traded Evan Fournier for two second round picks and Jeff Teague, but who cares about Jeff Teague? The two second round picks. So what you're saying is that's what it would take for Orlando to get two second round picks, Evan Fournier, whereas the Raptors, all they had to do was give up Matt Thompson, Darren Davis. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's... yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, that's I hear true. you. I hear you. That, on, that on, was and, kind of, and then on it. the on the on the other side, I thought they did actually pretty well for for Aaron Gordon, right? And in, in getting Gary Harris, who can will jump right in and be one yeah, of their leading scorers. Gary Harris is a really good player, hundred percent. Yeah, and RJ Hampton is a really promising prospect, and they also mm-hmm. got a first rounder. So I think the haul for Aaron Gordon was great. The haul for Aaron, Evan Fournier was not so much. I think Orlando ended up googling Fournier, and that's why they. Traded him away. We don't want that. That's more important than gameplay. The guy sharing the name with a gangrene on your penis. Ugh. Oh, and actually, That's I should wrap this is. up. I should wrap this up with with the the Orlando section with with Vucevic. Yes. Uh, he is uh, having a breakout year. I mean, following his breakout year from last year, but he fits in really well in Chicago's offense. They are they have run a faster pace in Orlando. They hit threes at a bigger rate. They are a better offense altogether, and inserting Vucevic into that is great. Um, they unload Otto Porter Jr.'s contract, and I, I guess for Orlando's perspective, the prize in this was Wendell Carter Jr., who I also had googly eyes for and was hoping the Raptors could snatch. But doesn't um, he hit us? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, this is the thing, though. He's he's a he's a a bruiser, right? And and that this is someone that I think you, Dre, would have loved had we gotten rid yeah. of Baines. But oh, yeah, well, uh, yeah. Wendell Carter Jr. is 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 a good one for their future. He kind of shores up and makes up for the absence of Vucevic. And um, yeah, I think overall it, the the yard sale. I think my my one negative from a Raptors perspective is that the Raptors couldn't jump in on that and get Kem Birch, who is who yes. also yes, I was thinking the same thing. God damn, totally could have bumped out Baines, but uh, yeah. Say la vie, I guess. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, this also opens up a lot of uh, time for uh, players like Markel Fultz, or I guess Markel Fultz is still injured. Yeah, Fultz is out for the season. Jonathan Isaac yeah. is still out for the season. Like, they're, so, those, I mean, those are your like, two pillars. They have pretty good young players, too, who finally will get minutes like Mo Bamba. I, I, I really like Mo Bamba, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, like yeah. Cole Anthony Lee, like uh, Okegi, I think that's his last name. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, I, I I mean honestly, it was time for the Orlando Magic to kind of move forward with the the future. I think that you know Vooch is a good player, but like this, he was he was due to to kind of move on. 
Uh, same with um, Fournier and same with Gordon. So, mm-hmm. you know what? I, I, I don't feel bad for Atlanta Magic. I feel like this is a good thing for them, but I, I guess only time will tell. The another, another big one that I thought was crazy um, was right at the deadline, uh, Victor Oladipo is going to the Miami Heat. Oof. Now, I think this is a huge win for yeah. the Miami Heat. Yeah. I think this is a crazy loss for the Houston Rockets. The fact that Victor Oladipo, because the, the problem is he's injury prone, but the fact that he's like the fifth option on that Miami team is a little freaking scary. Like the fact that he's not yes. a first option, he's not even second, he's not even third. Like at this point, you could place uh, Robinson over him. Like, not saying, like, talent-wise, but, like, role-wise. Like, the fact that he could be, like, the silent assassin that nobody can guard because they're guarding everybody else. Oh, God, what a team. That's a crazy team. Like, that... what a what a starting five. And if they have Aldridge, too? Oh, if, God. If they're going to buy all... That, that's, like, like, coming Miami... off of the bench, like, to replace out of bio? Jeez. Yeah, Aldridge is not, is not... Uh, is, again, I'm going to be... The negative Nancy here, but uh, Aldridge is another one who is just not appealing at all. His game hasn't, you know, he, you've seen a lot of big men who have extended their game out to the three point line because that's the way the game has evolved. He hasn't. Well, he's tried to, but he's that might be Popovich's poorly. fault though. Because I mean, that might be. You're right. And you know he's, how he he's, is. <laughs> he's doing his part in terms of trying to extend out to the three point line. It's just not happening in terms of like any kind of efficiency. So his game is just didn't age well with the way the game is played now. So, uh, you know, if Miami ends up getting him, that's great because, you know, for them, because he's not going to be any kind of a focal point, he, he'll, I think he'll barely crap their t- uh, crack their top eight. Um, mm. I think from a, a Raptor standpoint, if we were to ever go for him, I, I, I would personally not be happy about that because I don't think he should be in your top eight. Whereas in in Miami, he, he may not even crack that. And that's fine because he's he should be a low usage guy, but, you know, someone can come off the bench, um, but yeah, good on yeah. good on Miami, man. They that was a that was a heist, and Houston fans, yeah. I yeah, like, <laughs> oh no. my God. maybe it's a good so... thing we didn't talk to to Michael Brown <laughs> today. So yeah. hey, how do you think your offseason went, or like your, your trade deadline went? Like, <laughs> he just it's... hangs up right automatically. <laughs> Uh, Uh, on twitter (laughs) the the action network hq basically said in summary from rockets uh when they had james harden when they traded james harden in summary the rockets got back avery bradley kelly olenic dante exum rudius crooks and a late first round pick plus swaps well, Kurix was traded for dj wilson dj wilson dj augustine so i think uh yeah, Regardless, that's not good. Yeah, not good. For James Harden, for your yeah. for MVP, James Harden, who's playing out of his mind in Brooklyn, who doesn't yeah. even need KD and Kyrie Irving, you're going to get Avery Bradley, Kelly Olenek, Dante Exum, Ronis Kurix, and you couldn't keep Victor <laughs> Oladipo when you have John Wall that is basically, you know, playing on one ligament. And, uh, I, Rocket fans, I'm sorry, man. Like if if anything, we feel you. We've done we've gone through this when it comes to a disgruntled superstar who wanted out and we got nothing for it. I understand. I so, think that's a great example, right? In terms of why Masai didn't pull the trigger, right? It probably yeah. would have like all the offers he was getting, and I'm glad that we're not rehashing them because they were all horrible. That 
you know, that he didn't pull the trigger on them. He was like, no, I respect Lowry too much to trade him for but that's five cents thing. on the dollar. That's why I didn't actually think for a bit that he was going to get traded because with all of these, not that he was going to answer these trades, but the fact that he himself was asking from what was rumored so stupidly high Masai, which Lowry deserves. Um, that to me was like, not only is he going to stick to his guns about this, but he's obviously not even like asking to trade. He's asking to see how high other teams are willing to go. Cause at the end of the day, if they're trading like two all-stars or something crazy, because they really want this guy and they're like foolish, then obviously you might have to say yes. But the offers as they stood just weren't good enough. They were like stupid mm-hmm. actually. So like they make, you know, the whole thing about getting Tyler hero seem really good. Um, which I like Tyler hero, but like not, not for Lowry per se, but in general, that looked good in comparison with some of the offers that I heard. So, um, Masai wasn't even like off making offers to make offers. I think he was doing it just to call bluffs. And that was amazing. That that's when I knew like, he's not going to go anywhere. Cause Masai is not yeah. interested in trading. He's interested in seeing what he can get. That's a different story. Yeah, I, I think that whole Lakers, I think it was Schroeder, uh, Contavious Coa Pope, and the, the other rookie that did really well during the bubble or Hort, during the... Horton Tucker. Yeah. They didn't want to give up to Tucker, yeah. That that, that must that, have been a that was, Yeah, that was that was like the their Tyler hero. Like, that's the one they don't want to, and it's it's ridiculous but, but to think that the, one. The, I don't really know why. That, the, fact that, the, the fact that they had that as... I mean, okay. I mean, Lakers fan will probably be like, that's too much for Lowry. So, I mean, of course there's going to be a bias here. But I just feel like, yeah, outside of if you're going to give us somebody for Miami, I'd go with Tyler here because I, I understand how the upside of him. I think that he was a little bit overblown in, in the bubble. He went, he got hot in the bubble. Uh, but at the same time, you know, we want prospects. We want, we, we want a future. For uh, the 76ers, I thought the, the the best deal, and I I'll be I think it was a little bit too high. Was I think it was like Maxi and Thibel and two yep. first rounds. Yeah. So that deal I was okay for. <laughs> yeah, that was but, the closest thing to being acceptable, right? Yes. Yes. On in our eyes, right? In, in our, our eyes. eyes. Yeah, so yeah. so that that's the thing. You have three of the top minds: Daryl Morey, Masai Ujiri, uh, I guess four of the top minds: Rob Palenka, and. Uh, and Pat Riley going at it, um, basically not budging. All all three of those guys, all four of those guys aren't going to budge. And I understand. Okay. So, okay. So enough with the with the Lowry talk. So let's go with, there's a lot of other ones too, uh, when it comes to trades. There is a also oh, a- Can I introduce the next one? Yes, please. Uh, so for the second time in his career- Lou Williams will be playing for the Atlanta Hawks. And for the second time in his career, Ray John Rondo will be playing for an LA team. <laughs> That's they've been traded for each other. And it was, uh, I don't know. It, it's funny. Cause we were, because we were talking about the Lowry trade that uh, the Clippers obviously have been wanting to get an upgrade at the point guard spot because they realize that Pat Beverly is trash. So <laughs> is, uh-huh. is Ray John Rondo the answer? And, is I using Lou know. Williams worth it? No, I, I think Rajon Rondo has been great, and he showed that last year in the playoff run with the Lakers. But like, I think that's such a, I think that's such an L for the Clippers. Like, what are you doing? Like, Lou Will is your, is your secret weapon. I, I think, oh God, I don't know. 
I, I, I don't think I think the Clippers have shot themselves in the foot is how I feel about this. I know that they were in like the late runnings of trying to get Lowry, but they had nothing. <laughs> they could yeah. offer nothing. Uh, we like, have Ibaka no and Kawhi Leonard. We could be yeah. a team again. <laughs> nah. yeah. yeah, right. So no, thank you. Um, I don't know if this does anything for the Clippers. However, I think Rajon Rondo, he's in this career that the the regular season has zero effect on him it's all about the playoffs mm-hmm. and i think you know the clippers are in the same boat so okay i i see it i see it. i think if anybody's a winner it's magic city in atlanta now let's move on <laughs> that's a lot of money <laughs> yeah um and your boy dre javel mcgee there it is javel mcgee <laughs> he's Iconic. a nugget he is again. He's back to to Denver, where it all started. But now he's uh, actually good. So like, I'm excited for him. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's pretty that's fun, I guess. I mean, I guess they needed somebody to back up uh, Jokic. They do have Bull Bull, but I don't know. I mean, I guess McGee will do something for them on the bench. But I just whenever I saw McGee, I think that was like the first trade that went down that Woj bomb. That I the first person I thought it was you, Dre. Shafil <laughs> McGee. Like, okay. I, I appreciate that he has gone from Shacked in a Fool laughing stock. Uh, you know, he's still fun to watch for hilarity, but he's always been a good player. But now he's like had a chance to shine ever since the uh, the Warriors dynasty. And then, you know, not that he had a massive impact on the Lakers run, but the Lakers team too doesn't hurt. So it'll be good for him to to shine once again. But now back on on the Nuggets, where I feel like the Shackton reputation hurt him very, very dearly. And he can really offer a lot, especially once again, not as a a first option, possibly not even a second option because of Bull Bull. But like just as the backup, if your backup of a backup center is JaVale McGee, Oh God, you've got a team. Like that's a team. Like, come on. That's a crazy team. The fact that the Lakers were starting him and he was pretty good, you know, that says a lot, but like the fact that he might back up for, for Jokic and back up uh, like bull, like that's geez, that's, that's pretty crazy. Or they can move Jokic to like power or bull to power. If they're trying to get that extra offense, I don't know, but like, geez, I don't know. To me, if that's your backup of a backup, you're doing something right, and you're 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 mm-hmm. gunning for that championship, which they're obviously doing. The Nuggets have never won, so they're they're obviously trying to make it this this their year. And now that Jokic is MVP candidate, you know, they needed that uh, championship experience. He is a three time champion, that's and true. they wanted that on that squad. So Not that any of true. his uh, championship runs have been because of him, but they also it's not like he was a bench warmer. He he did play. So uh, he's got actual experience for sure. Yeah. The guy's a wiser guy than he used to be. He still makes goofy mistakes, but that's just because he's having fun. The guy's a wise player. Mm-hmm. And finally, for some smaller additions, uh, the Mavs add veteran guard JJ Redick. Oh, that's a good the Sixers, one. Mm-hmm. And the Sixers have also picked up veteran guard George Hill. Also good. So not, I mean, the not the biggest splashes, uh, outside of you know probably Orlando and Miami, and of course Portland and Toronto, but you know it it was still a pretty crazy uh, trade deadline. I think mainly mainly because Lowry was the number one name, and the biggest trade was not a trade. Do you guys agree? Agree, and 
you know, to stick with the theme of it really did feel like it was going to be a Toronto themed day when right after midnight, the first trade was of two former Raptors in Delon Wright traded for Corey, Corey Joseph, right? <laughs> for so, each other. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah. it was, it was kind of uh, foreboding that this would be a Toronto centric day. And we heard reports earlier in the day that, that other GMs were frustrated that everything's being held up by what's happening in Toronto. Well, screw you. <laughs> That's happening with Juan yeah. Leonard. That's not the first time. Yeah, so I kind of like that Toronto's been in the center of today. And you're right. I, I agree with you, Jason. I think sometimes the best moves are the ones that don't happen. And mm-hmm. that certainly is going to be the case with Toronto. Well, there you have it for trade deadline, guys, uh, for 2021. Again, Norman Powell is going to Portland to play with Dame and CJ. That that line is going to be crazy. Uh, Matt Thomas is going to the Jazz. TD is going to Sacramento. And your captain, captain, my captain, uh, Kyle Lowry is still a Toronto Raptor for now. So let us know what you guys think on Twitter. Uh, let us know what you guys think when uh, Jay writes us uh, this episode up. But until then, Dre, where can I find you, my man? You can find me on Twitter at Andreas Babs and follow my film, edit- my film editorial and review website, Films Fatale, F-I-L-M-S, F-A-T-A-L-E.com, those spaces. I am covering every single, every single Academy Award nominee. I'm ranking all of them. I've seen all of them except for one short, which is coming out early April. So I'm going to have seen every nominee. Um, the K-Cut is doing all sorts of episodes on really good film-related stuff. But we will also be covering the Academy Awards by doing an Oscars roundtable. And finally, the first Monday of, of April, I'm releasing my top 100 films of the 1920s mostly silent stuff you've got some great uh you know german expressionism stuff you've got some early french poetic neorealism stuff uh lots of jangly pianos lots of intertitles jay where can we find you you find me on twitter at rosalisaurus as mentioned earlier there is the kyle lowry over everything bracket on raptors hq also there's my weekly column which is the wrap-up looks like the games of the week and uh yeah i just did a couple of spots on cp24 and cpc recently so if you got a chance to catch that uh that's cool i guess Uh, uh so yeah that's me over to you jason there you go and you can find all of us uh on that's a rap pod on twitter again we do this little rotation where we kind of take over the twitter account during basketball games so i believe this weekend is split up between jay and dre so make sure to follow them and us on twitter make sure to find this podcast on all your podcatchers and you know give us a five-star review because we love to do we love to hear about that until then thank you norman pal utg raptor for life that's a wrap